Chapter 6 Putana Killed While Nanda Maharaj was returning home, he considered Vasudev's warning that there might be some disturbance in Gokul. Certainly, the advice was friendly and not false, so Nanda thought, there is some truth in it. Therefore, out of fear, he began to take shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is quite natural for a devotee in danger to think of Krishna, because he has no other shelter. When a child is in danger, he takes shelter of his mother or father. Similarly, a devotee is always under the shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but when he specifically sees some danger, he remembers the Lord very rapidly. After consulting with his demoniac ministers, Kamsa instructed a witch named Putana, who knew the black art of killing small children by ghastly sinful methods, to kill all kinds of children in the cities, villages, and pasturing grounds. Such witches can play their black art only where there is no chanting or hearing of the holy name of Krishna. It is said that wherever the chanting of the holy name of Krishna is done, even negligently, all bad elements, witches, ghosts, and dangerous calamities, immediately disappear. And this is certainly true of the place where the chanting of the holy name of Krishna is done seriously, especially in Vrindavan, when the Supreme Lord was personally present. Therefore, the doubts of Nanda Maharaj were certainly based on affection for Krishna. Actually, there was no danger from the activities of Putana, despite her powers. Such witches are called Kechari, which means they can fly in the sky. This black art of witchcraft is still practiced by some women in the remote northwestern side of India. They can transfer themselves from one place to another on the branch of an uprooted tree. Putana knew this witchcraft, and therefore she is described in the Srimad Bhagavatam as Kechari. Putana entered the country of Gokul, the residential quarter of Nanda Maharaj, without permission. Dressing herself just like a beautiful woman, she entered the house of Mother Yasoda. She appeared very beautiful, with raised hips, nicely swollen breasts, earrings, and flowers in her hair. She looked especially beautiful on account of her thin waist. She was glancing at everyone with very attractive looks and smiling face, and all the residents of Vrindavan were captivated. The innocent cowherd women thought she was a goddess of fortune appearing in Vrindavan with a lotus flower in her hand. It seemed that she must have personally come to see Krishna, who is her husband. Because of her exquisite beauty, no one checked her movement, and therefore she freely entered the house of Nanda Maharaj. Putana, the killer of many, many children, found baby Krishna lying on a small bed, and she could at once perceive that the baby was hiding his unparalleled potencies. Putana thought, This child is so powerful that he can destroy the whole universe immediately. Putana's understanding is very significant. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, is situated in everyone's heart. It is stated in the Bhagavad Gita that he gives one necessary intelligence, and he also causes one to forget. Putana was immediately aware that the child whom she was observing in the house of Nanda Maharaj was the Supreme Personality of Godhead himself. He was lying there as a small baby, but that does not mean that he was less powerful. 
the materialistic theory that God worship is anthropomorphic is not correct. No living being can become God by undergoing meditation or austerities. God is always God. Krishna, as a child baby, is as complete as he is as a full-fledged youth. The Mayavadi theory holds that a living entity was formerly God, but has now become overwhelmed by the influence of Maya. Therefore, they say that presently he is not God, but when the influence of Maya is taken away, then he again becomes God. This theory cannot be applied to the minute living entities. The living entities are minute parts and parcels of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They are minute particles or sparks of the Supreme Fire, but are not the original fire or Krishna. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, even from the beginning of his appearance in the house of Vasudev and Devaki. Krishna showed the nature of a small baby and closed his eyes, as if to avoid the face of Putana. This closing of the eyes is interpreted and studied in different ways by the devotees. Some say that Krishna closed his eyes because he did not like to see the face of Putana, who had killed so many children and who had now come to kill him. Others say that something extraordinary was being dictated to her, and in order to give her assurance, Krishna closed his eyes so that she would not be frightened. And yet others interpret it in this way. Krishna appeared to kill the demons and give protection to the devotees, as it is stated in the Bhagavad Gita, Paritranaya sadunam vinishaya taduskritam. The first demon to be killed was a woman. According to Vedic rules, the killing of a woman, a Brahmin, cows, or of a child is forbidden. Krishna was obliged to kill the demon Putana, and because the killing of a woman is forbidden, according to Vedic Shastra, he could not help but close his eyes. Another interpretation is that Krishna closed his eyes because he simply took Putana to be his nurse. Putana came to Krishna just to offer her breast for the Lord to suck. Krishna is so merciful that even though he knew Putana was there to kill him, he took her as his nurse or mother. There are seven kinds of mothers according to Vedic injunction. The real mother, the wife of a teacher or the spiritual master, the wife of the king, the wife of a Brahmin, the cow, the nurse, and Mother Earth. Because Putana came to take Krishna on her lap and offer her breasts milk to be sucked by him, she was accepted by Krishna as one of his mothers. This is considered to be another reason he closed his eyes. He had to kill a nurse or mother. But his killing of his mother or nurse was no different from his love for his real mother or foster mother, Yasoda. We further understand from Vedic information that Putana was also treated as a mother and given the same facility as Yasoda. As Yasoda was given liberation from the material world, so Putana was also given liberation. When the baby Krishna closed his eyes, Putana took him on her lap. She did not know that she was holding death personified. If a person mistakes a snake for a rope, he dies. Similarly, Putana killed so many babies before meeting Krishna, but now she was accepting the snake that would kill her immediately. When Putana was taking baby Krishna on her lap, both Yasoda and Rohini were present, but they did not forbid her 
because she was so beautifully dressed and because she showed motherly affection towards Krishna. They could not understand that she was a sword within a decorated case. Putana had smeared a very powerful poison on her breasts, and immediately after taking the baby on her lap, she pushed her breastly nipple within his mouth. She was hoping that as soon as he would suck her breast, he would die. But baby Krishna very quickly took the nipple in anger. He sucked the milk poison along with the life air of the demon. In other words, Krishna simultaneously sucked the milk from her breast and killed her by sucking out her life. Krishna is so merciful that because the demon Putana came to offer her breast milk to him, he fulfilled her desire and accepted her activity as motherly. But to stop her from further nefarious activities, he immediately killed her. And because the demon was killed by Krishna, she got liberation. When Krishna sucked out her very breath, Putana fell on the ground, spread her arms and legs, and began to cry, Oh child, leave me, leave me! She was crying loudly and perspiring, and her whole body became wet. As she died, screaming, there was a tremendous vibration, both on the earth and in the sky, in all directions, and people thought that thunderbolts were falling. Thus, the nightmare of the Putana witch was over, and she assumed her real feature as a great demon. She opened her fierce mouth and spread her arms and legs all over. She fell, exactly as Vitrasura when struck by the thunderbolt of Indra. The long hair on her head was scattered all over her body. Her fallen body extended up to twelve miles and smashed all the trees to pieces, and everyone was struck with wonder upon seeing this gigantic body. Her teeth appeared just like plowed roads, and her nostrils appeared just like mountain caves. Her breasts appeared like small hills, and her hair was a vast reddish bush. Her eye sockets appeared like blind wells, and her two thighs appeared like two banks of a river. Her two hands appeared like two strongly constructed bridges, and her abdomen seemed like a dried-up lake. All the cowherd men and women became struck with awe and wonder upon seeing this, and the tumultuous sound of her falling shocked their brains and ears and made their hearts beat strongly. 